0: Hello, and welcome to episode three of Condolence Cafe, a podcast all about grief, bereavement and moving forward after death. I am your host, Brittany Miller, owner and founder of Death Positive STL. And for today's episode, I am sharing a personal story submitted by Samantha Prather about the loss of her dear mother, Bernadette. Now, before I read Sam's story to you, I just have to take a moment to say how amazed I am at her strength and resilience. We are friends on Facebook and so I watched from afar as she posted about her mom's diagnosis and kept people updated on her progress. And through all of this, Sam was working toward graduating cosmetology school and if I remember correctly, I think she graduated on the day of her mother's funeral. Like she went from the service to her school to accept her diploma. Sam, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong on that, but She's so seriously amazing, and I was really proud of her as I read what she was willing to share with us on her grief journey, and I am excited to share with you what she has written today. I know I've said it before, but with this podcast and my own personal journey, I'm right here learning with you, and reading Sam's story helped me normalize parts of my experience with losing my mother that I felt were exclusive to me and it really does help me understand that there is a universal pain that comes with losing a parent and I'm not alone in it. Samantha's story is a real raw account of what it was like for her and her mother to go through this together and as you may guess this story contains descriptions of terminal illness, diagnosis, hospice care, death, and dying. As always with this podcast listener discretion is advised. Here is Samantha Prather's story. My story about grief is unfortunately about my mom. I say unfortunately because I wish she didn't have to pass. Then I wouldn't have to share our story. I really wish this story didn't have to exist quite yet. My mom was Bernadette M. Barry. She was 61 years old and was tragically taken from this world due to cancer. My mom fought for a year with AML, short for acute myeloid leukemia, which is a very progressive, nasty form of cancer. Children and adults can get it, but it's more deadly for adults. They're not stages, but more of a level system, low risk, high risk, etc. After hearing her initial diagnosis, we were both in disbelief. It was the, how could this be happening? What did I do wrong to deserve this? It was almost a time when my mom started to question her faith in God and me questioning life in general. My mom was a non-smoker, healthy woman. She never would drink alcohol, watched everything she ate, all of that. Sadly, she was considered the high risk of her cancer. Treatment started pretty immediately My mom endured many rounds of chemo, some of the strongest on the market, and went through a clinical trial with no remission. It was tough on her, me, and my family. I watched my mom go through so much. I saw the pain and agony fill her eyes, but I also witnessed the most courageous woman of my life. I saw bravery and optimism in real time. While my mom went in and out of the hospital, I visited her as much as I could for hours and hours. I made many trips to the hospital. I spent lots of hours with her wherever she was. I encouraged her to fight, fight, and fight. I didn't want her to give up, nor did I want myself to give up either. The last treatment she received did not work. This was the last straw, her last option. The specialists and doctors were out of possible ways to cure her. When she was discharged from the hospital, she went home. About 48 hours later, she began to run a fever, which can be very deadly for someone who has no white count, low blood count, etc. My mom was back in the hospital. I was told that her main doctor would be coming by her room to speak to us about her final options. Knots were in my stomach. My mom was uneasy. I tried to remain cheerful and optimistic as I could for her. I could see that she was very scared and worried. The doctor comes in. It was around five-ish in the evening. The sun was just now setting and shining brightly into my mom's hospital room. I was sitting on the couch, my mom sitting in her chair, and the doctor sitting in the middle of us on the bed. He wouldn't make much eye contact as he was speaking to us. As he's looking out the sunset, He tells us, unfortunately, there are no more options. My mom's cancer is too progressive for any further treatment, and her options at this time are one, supportive care, or two, hospice care. My mom begins to cry, looks at me, looks at him, pleading there must be another option. She says, I'm too young to be having to die. Can't I do another round of chemo? I completely go numb at hearing this news My mom is going to die And there isn't anything I can do The doctor says he's very sorry And then before I can say a word He shakes my hand, says sorry again, and leaves I get up, I go to my mom And we both begin to cry We cry and cry some more She tells me, Sam, I can't die What should I do? I love you, Sam. I just want you to be happy and successful in life. Promise? I'm crying as snot is running out of my nose and tears are falling down my cheeks. I promise, mom. As I left her for the evening, I felt as if someone took all of my air out of my lungs. I felt numb. I felt defeated, broken, angry, upset. I felt it all. It hurt to leave my mom but she kept telling me to head home and see my girls. It was hard driving home that evening. I couldn't concentrate, and I felt like I was in a fog-like state. I got home and just cried for hours. The tears wouldn't stop. I knew I had to find my mom a hospice team. I had to find the best and make sure her final days were peaceful and filled with love. The doctor mentioned that she had two to three weeks left, and at most, a month. I sat on my porch, shaking, crying, looking up hospice places in the area, reading reviews, reading about the signs of death. Finally, I came across a hospice company that seemed pretty legit, had great reviews, and I like that it was owned locally. It wasn't some giant corporation who could care less about my mom and my family. So it was around 9 p.m. I said to myself, I'm going to call this company. The website mentioned that they're open 24-7, 365 days a year. There were no holidays or do not call after this time, plus the circumstances at the moment. Time was of the essence. I called. A woman answers. Being my awkward self, I said, Hi, my name is Samantha, and I'm trying to get more info about you all. My mom and I were told hospice is her only option now. And without hesitation, the woman said, I'm very sorry and told me to let me have my boss call you and she can answer all your questions. Literally after two minutes, a St. Louis number pops up, answer hello, and the sweet, kind, loving woman on the other line says, hi, Samantha, this is Laura, and I'm the owner of Hope Hospice STL. My nurse told me you wanted more information for your mom. I told her, yeah. Yeah. My mom has been battling cancer for the last year, and unfortunately, this is where we're at. She immediately says, I am so, so sorry. Gosh, your mom is so young. And she asks how I'm doing, my mom, and we just start hitting it off. We spoke on the phone for a whole hour. We exchange stories and information, and Laura tells me, you let me know when your mom is coming home and I'll have everything ready, no problem. At first I was like, can this be too good to be true? Is this lady and company this nice? I knew I had to just keep the faith and hope that this all worked out. My mom went home on a Friday evening. The ambulance had to bring her home because she could not be without oxygen. At this point, my mom was at two to three liters of oxygen. I walked beside my mom and the EMS personnel until I couldn't go any further. She waved by, and so did I. I got into the car and headed toward her place. As soon as I got there, parked my car, the ambulance was parking and getting ready to wheel my mom into her place. She was so happy to see me when the doors opened. She said, there's my Sam, and I said, well, duh, Mom. (laughs) They wheel my mom into her place. We get her situated and comfy laying in bed. A little bit later, the head nurse comes in and introduces herself as Becca. She was so sweet to my mom and made sure that my mom was aware that she was the one who could make decisions whether or not she wanted to continue with hospice, which was really nice to finally hear and let her call the shots. Over the next few weeks, I could tell my mom was nearing death. She was more tired, more aches and pains, less talking, and more worried. Tears were shed almost every time I went over there. Most of the time, I just laid next to her, hugging her, and telling her I loved her over and over. My mom hated when I left her and told me she didn't want me to watch her die. I explained I couldn't ever, ever leave her side. I'll be there till the end. On May 31st, 2021... My mom and I spoke on the phone around 3.58 p.m. It was unusual, but she told me I really don't feel like talking. I said, okay, mom, I love you. She said, I love you, too. Bye. By 6 o'clock p.m., my aunt called and told me that my mom seemed to be close to passing. I rushed over, and she was asleep. She was sort of moaning and seemed like she wasn't able to talk. Her leg was shaking uncontrollably. After a few hours, her breathing was a little more regular, oxygen was turned up, and we just watched her. By midnight, I decided to leave and get some rest. June 1st, 2021, at 9.02 p.m., my mom passed away. I didn't get to say goodbye and hear back from her. No, I love yous. Nothing. She died in her sleep. We believe she had a stroke, and that's why she couldn't communicate. I watched her chest stop moving. I had laid my ear against her chest and heard not a beating heart. My heart shattered as I realized my mom's soul departed this world. I felt all of my life had stopped and life was meaningless without her. I've never seen anyone die or watch someone take their last breaths. My sister and I planned her funeral and it was unreal and weird. Picking out a casket, picking out flowers, and picking out funeral arrangements. I forgot my mom's clothing and had to bring it to the funeral home the next day. I cried my eyes out as I gave them her shirt, jeans, shoes, and undergarments. It's like I was giving her away to strangers. It was heartbreaking. I remember walking out of there sobbing uncontrollably as if I had given my own child away to strangers for good. And I realized my mom was really gone. Her body was there and I I couldn't take her back home. I was numb. I couldn't cry. I couldn't eat or sleep. I felt dead inside. I haven't felt the same since she passed. Some days are better than others, but the only thing that remains the same is a life without my mom, the only person who made me feel grounded in this world. I love and miss you, Mom. Forever and ever, your Sam. Gosh, what an incredible and inspiring story. Thank you so much, Sam, for submitting your story and allowing me to share it with my listeners. I truly believe it will help someone on their own grief journey feel a little less alone and a little more seen. If you would like me to share your story in an upcoming episode, I am currently accepting listener submissions. So if you have a personal story about grief, loss, bereavement, or death, please feel free to submit it to info at As always, thank you so incredibly much for listening. Simply by tuning in, you are supporting the death positive movement and creating a society in which we can openly talk about death, the one thing that we will all experience regardless of our race, gender, or status. Special thanks to Death Positive STL for supporting this episode and also to Babasmas for their song Sun Shines Through the Leaves, which you heard in our intro. To learn more about Death Positive STL and the services offered to the St. Louis area, be sure to head over to deathpositivestl.com. That's all for today's episode, but you can keep the conversation going on Instagram with hashtag Condolence Cafe. In the meantime, stay positive, and I'll be back next Wednesday for another episode of Condolence Cafe.